Hello and welcome to The Witch's Well, a Darksome Moon podcast. This podcast is about Wicca, witchcraft, and the occult, and we will discuss a variety of topics across the spectrum of paganism and pagan living. Imbolc is a sacred festival celebrated by pagans worldwide. It marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the vernal equinox, usually falling on February 1st or 2nd. Imbolc is a time of transition, symbolizing the gradual return of light and the emergence of new life as winter begins to wane. In this podcast, we will explore the history of Imbolc from a pagan context, examining its roots and evolution, as well as the diverse ways it is celebrated across cultures. Looking for a pagan group to study or work with? Check out our website at www.darksummoon.com for group listings and resources. We are a non-profit organization and offer free resources, listings, and education to the pagan community. Blessed be. The history of Imbolc can be traced back to ancient Celtic traditions, particularly those of the Gaelic peoples of Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. The word Imbolc is believed to have originated from the Old Irish Imolc, which means ewe's milk. This name reflects the significance of this festival as a celebration of the lactating ewes, a clear sign that spring was approaching and new life was emerging. This is a common neo-pagan telling. At least here in the U.S., you may associate lambs with late March, or the spring. It is important to remember that the Celtic climates of the U.K. and Ireland are much farther north. Ewes don't start lactating until they're just about to go into lambing, which takes around four and a half to five months from conception. Most animals, wild sheep included, copulate around October into November, but in England, this happens around late September, which would bring the lambing time to February to April, something that is important to remember when looking at the Wheel of the Year dates on your phone and again out your window is that they may not 100% match up. At any rate, the festival marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the vernal equinox, signifying the gradual return of light and the emergence of spring. This timing suggests that the Celts, who were closely attuned to nature and its cycles, would have celebrated this transitional period. Imbolc is often associated with the Celtic goddess Brigia, who represents the triple aspects of fire, water, and smithcraft. Brigia is honored as a guardian of the heart, poetry, and healing. Her festival at Imbolc emphasized purification, creativity, and the rekindling of the sacred fire. Saint Bridget, also known as Brigia, or Breed, is a central figure in the history of Imbolc. She was an early Christian saint who lived in Ireland during the 5th century. St. Bridget's association with Imbolc likely emerged due to a process known as syncretism, which is the merging of pagan and Christian beliefs and practices. St. Bridget's story is intertwined with the Celtic goddess Brigia, who is revered for her roles in fertility, healing, poetry, and craftsmanship. The similarity of the names and attributes of the goddess and the saint make it natural for the two to become intertwined in Irish folklore and spirituality. Over time, St. Bridget came to be associated with the qualities and symbolism of the Celtic goddess. She was seen as a guardian of the heart, 
a protector of livestock, a healer, and a patron of poets and craftspeople. These attributes resonated with the themes of Imbolc, where the lighting of fires symbolized warmth and protection, and the celebration of creativity and inspiration. St. Bridget's Day, celebrated on February 1st, coincides with the ancient festival of Imbolc, and many of the customs and rituals associated with St. Bridget's Day bear strong resemblances to the earlier pagan practices of Imbolc. For example, the making of Bridget's crosses, the lighting of candles, and the leaving of offerings for blessings and protection were all elements shared between the two traditions. The Celtic festival of Imbolc was traditionally observed with various rituals and customs, some of which have been carried forward into modern pagan celebrations. These include the lighting of candles or fires to symbolize the returning sun's warmth and light, and making Bridget's crosses, which were placed above doorways for protection. Imbolc has evolved and adapted as it spread across the world and encountered different cultures and belief systems. In modern times, it is celebrated by various pagan and neo-pagan traditions, each adding their unique elements to the festivities. Some examples of how Imbolc is celebrated in different parts of the world include in Ireland, in its place of origin. Imbolc is still celebrated with reverence. Many people visit holy wells, dedicated to Brescia, and leave offerings and prayers for healing. St. Bridget's Day on February 1st is also celebrated in Christianized form as a day to honor St. Bridget, who bears many similarities to the ancient goddess. Moving over to Scotland, the festival is known as La Fille Brigia, or St. Bridget's Day. It involves making Bridget's crosses and lighting candles. Traditional Scottish music and dance are often part of the celebrations. In Wicca, Imbolc is one of the eight Sabbaths, marking the beginning of the Wheel of the Year. It is also known as February Eve, or Feast of Torches. Wiccans celebrate by lighting candles, consecrating tools, and performing rituals focused on purification and the rekindling of inner creativity. Druids often gather at sacred sites or in nature to celebrate Imbolc with ceremonies that honor Bridget, the elements, and the changing seasons. It is a time for meditation, divination, and connecting with the land. Also, many neo-pagan groups, such as eclectic pagans and heathens, often incorporate Imbolc into their spiritual practices, often emphasizing themes of rebirth, inspiration, and the awakening of the earth. While Imbolc's historical roots are deeply embedded in Celtic culture, the written records of ancient pagan practices are limited. Most of what we know about these traditions comes from early Christian writings, folklore, and archaeological evidence. One of the primary historical sources related to Imbolc is a 10th century Irish text known as the Book of Listmore, which mentions the festival and its associations with Brescia. Additionally, medieval Irish manuscripts such as the Book of Leinster and the Labor Gabala Erin, contain references to Imbolc and Brescia. Archaeological findings, including the discovery of brigadine artifacts and offerings in sacred wells and shrines, provide tangible evidence of the ancient Celtic practices associated with Imbolc. Some of these include, as mentioned previously, the Book of Listmore, 
which is an important historical manuscript that dates back to the 10th century. It is a compilation of various texts, including religious and mythological material. This manuscript contains references to Imbolc and its connection to Frisia. Specifically, it mentions the festival and its associations with Frisia as a guardian of the heart and the inspiration for poets and bards. This reference in the Book of Lismore is one of the earliest written records of Imbolc and its importance in Celtic culture. In addition to the Book of Lismore, other medieval Irish manuscripts provide insights into the celebration of Imbolc and Frisia's veneration. The Book of Leinster, which dates to the 12th century, contains references to Frisia as a significant figure in Irish mythology and suggests her connection to the festival. The Labor Gabula Eren, or Book of Invasions, an early medieval text, includes passages that mention Frisia and her role in Celtic mythology and the celebration of Imbolc. Finally, archaeological findings have provided tangible evidence of the ancient Celtic practices associated with Imbolc and the worship of Frisia. These findings include artifacts and offerings discovered in sacred wells, shrines, and other religious sites. Many of these items are associated with Frisia and the rituals performed during Imbolc. Offerings such as coins, jewelry, and pottery have been found in proximity to the sacred wells dedicated to the goddess, and suggesting that people have made offerings to seek her blessing and protection. These discoveries confirm the existence of Imbolc as a significant religious observance in ancient Celtic culture. In addition to these historical sources and archaeological findings, Imbolc is also referenced in folklore and oral traditions passed down through generations in Celtic regions. These stories often emphasize the importance of Frisia, the lighting of fires or candles, and the purification rituals associated with the festival. Overall, while direct written records of Imbolc and Frisia from the ancient Celtic times are scarce, the combination of historical manuscripts, archaeological evidence, and folklore provide valuable insights into the deep-rooted traditions associated with this pagan festival and its connection to the goddess Frisia. These sources collectively reinforce the historical and cultural significance of Imbolc in Celtic history. But how can we connect with the returning light? There are many ways to do this. One of the most common ways is to make St. Bridget's crosses. St. Bridget's crosses are a traditional Irish symbol and craft associated with St. Bridget, a prominent figure as mentioned in both Christian and pre-Christian Irish traditions. These crosses are typically made from rushes or straw that are woven into a distinctive cross-like shape. St. Bridget of Kildare, from 451 AD to 525 AD, is one of Ireland's patron saints, along with St. Patrick. She is known for her Christian missionary work and founding monastic communities in Ireland. St. Bridget's crosses are named after her because she is said to have made them while teaching the Christian faith. They have since become associated with her feast day, which falls on February 1st in the liturgical Catholic calendar. The tradition of making similar woven crosses actually predates Christianity and likely has pagan origins. These crosses may have been used in pre-Christian Celtic rituals and are thought to represent the sun, fire, or protection against evil spirits. St. Bridget's adoption of this symbol helped integrate pagan traditions into the emerging Christian culture of Ireland. 
In the Christian context, St. Bridget's crosses are often seen as symbols of protection and are hung in homes, particularly above doorways, to ward off evil. They are also used as protection against fire and to invoke blessings. Some people further associate them with St. Bridget's role as a patron saint of healers and poets. It is important to note that while the specific significance can vary wildly, depending on if you're looking at it from pagan or Christian context, they were generally considered protective symbols amongst both traditions. To make a St. Bridget's cross, you'll need rushes or straw, which are typically harvested in late summer or early autumn. If you don't have rush, straw, or even hay, you can order them online or find them in most crafting stores. I personally have made St. Bridget's crosses out of drinking straws and pipe cleaners. In a pinch, any bendable stick-like shape will do. Other forms of protection magic besides Bridget's cross can be done during Imbolc as well. If you have a specific ritual you would like to do for protection, use the energy of this Sabbath for your workings. Another working of magic to Bridget includes performing Bridget's mantle. This is a piece of cloth, preferably red to invoke Bridget's sacred fire, that is left out in the grass or a bush the night before Imbolc. The cloth will collect the dew that forms in the morning and can be wrung out and the water collected. Both the water and the cloth can be used for healing magic. Additional types of magic that can be worked during Imbolc include purification magic, fire magic, divination, and healing magic. Imbolc marks the returning of the light, the reawakening of spirit, and the renewal of rebirth. Doing a personal ritual with the sacred fire to burn away that which no longer serves you, which you have had the dark time to reflect on, can be good magic to work at this time. Suppose now that we want to see what Imbolc has to offer from a Wiccan perspective, uncluttered by the neo-pagan trappings that were added later. Well, unfortunately, there is not much. Imbolc is rather the red-headed stepchild of the Wheel of the Year, in my opinion. There is a reason that Frisia, Bridget's Crosses, Mantles, Sacred Fire, etc. have all crept up on the holiday on the neo-pagan side of things. That is because on the Wiccan side, it's relatively light. But what can you do if you live in other climates where there is no snow melting on February 1st? This is a problem with tacking holidays to agricultural and geothermal actions based on a specific location, as I mentioned earlier. I feel this is one of the reasons the holiday has such a focus on St. Bridget. Being a holiday of the Isles, here in America, this latitude corresponds with the very uppermost portion of the USA. That's not even taking into account that the Isles are surrounded by water, and thus have their own unique weather patterns. So the rest of the USA is experiencing a warm spell when they should be, according to the holiday, have a blanket of snow on the ground. But this holiday represents a general transition from winter to spring as a halfway point and a celebration of the marked return of the sun. Therefore, I see nothing wrong with celebrating it in this aspect, even if you don't have a blanket of snow. Hence the inclusion of Frisia and all the other accoutrements that make up this holiday. Imbolc, a pagan festival with deep historical roots, celebrates the gradual return of light and the emergence of new life after the darkness of winter. Originating from Celtic traditions, it has evolved and adapted over time, 
finding its place in various pagan and neo-pagan traditions across the world. Imbolc is a time for reflection, purification, and creativity. It honors the Celtic goddess Frisia and the changing of the seasons. While historical sources on Imbolc are limited, the festival's continued celebration by contemporary pagans serves as a testament to its enduring significance in the modern world, where it continues to inspire spiritual growth and renewal. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Witch's Well, a Darksome Moon podcast. You can find us at www.darksomemoon.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and other locations where podcasts can be enjoyed.